0: to the Go Hard Chick podcast. This is your host Crystal Holmes and this is episode 39. We are going to talk about weight loss in this episode. Now, 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 now. I do not want this episode to be triggering. And none of this in this episode is medical advice, okay? So, if you have a history of eating disorders, for example, this episode is not going to be for you. This is for folks that can keep a healthy perspective while they try to lose weight. Now, I have stayed away from this exact topic and pushed general health topics on this podcast for this very reason, but I cannot pretend that many people, including many of you out there, many of the listeners, don't want to lose weight. And in order to lose weight, we got to go on a diet. The dirty word, diet. Many of the messages I get are questions about weight loss, followed by questions about muscle building, (laughs) And I get it. Folks are thinking, okay, great, Crystal. You taught us about the importance of gut health and vitamin D, but I want to lose weight. I heard a great quote recently, and I think it went, health is for everyone. Fitness is not. Well, ladies, that's why I do this podcast. I want us all to be healthy. And if your goal is to lose weight, I want you to understand that you can do so in a healthy way and not by some extreme method. Now, this episode is timely, especially for me, because I'm doing a cut right now. And I know a lot of people are trying to slim down for the summer. I mean, I decided to do it because we're getting into summertime and I wanted a slightly leaner look. Now, I call this a cut because I only need to lose a few pounds. I typically don't like to frame my weight loss in terms of how many pounds I need to lose. I go by the mirror. So for example, I may think I need to lose about five pounds to get to my goal, right? but if I look in the mirror and after four pounds lost, for example, if I look in the mirror and I like what I see, I'm done. But then again, if I reach five pounds lost and I have not achieved the results in the mirror that I wanna see, then I'll keep going. A big question or issue my clients often deal with during a diet is hunger, right? <laughs> I mean, they ask, "Am I going to be hungry?" Well, unfortunately, hunger is a part of weight loss. I mean, when we diet, we are taking in fewer calories than we normally do. So, yes, yes, there's going to be some hunger, and it's not always fun. Maintenance calories are the calories our body needs to maintain its current weight. When we diet, we drop below our maintenance calories. Your body is used to its maintenance calories. It's comfortable sitting there. So when we drop below maintenance, we are creating what's called an energy deficit. So then the body is like, wait a minute, what what is going on here? The body wants to maintain, not reduce. So it's going to send out hunger pangs to get you to eat. When the hunger pangs come, if you satisfy them, you could be consuming too many calories to lose the weight. Weight loss is hard, but then again, it's not. There's really no magic to it but it does require willpower and discipline. It does require us to sit in a level of discomfort. It requires us to be uncomfortable. It requires us to set the goal, drop the weight, and then stop. You have to understand that it will be uncomfortable for a period of time, and not forever. And this is with any goal, not just weight loss. Another reason why I stress health first is because of the phenomenon of metabolic flexibility. In order to efficiently lose weight, our bodies need to be metabolically flexible. When you are metabolically flexible, you can easily switch between fuel sources to maximize efficiency. If you have good metabolic flexibility, your body will quickly adapt to burn what it consumes. For example, if you eat carbs, your body will burn those carbs for energy. If you eat fat, you will burn fat. If you're metabolically inflexible, your glucose levels will likely go up higher than normal and stay higher. Longer than they should. Metabolic flexibility allows you to properly utilize energy rather than inefficiently storing it. And poor metabolic flexibility can lead to type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and even a stroke. Not being able to use fat stores between meals leads to not feeling full. This is why metabolically inflexible people tend to snack often, and then weight loss becomes quite challenging. Now, if you think you've got great metabolic health just because you see a quote unquote normal weight on the scale, you may need to think again. A 2018 study found that only 12% of American adults are metabolically flexible. And unfortunately, black participants and people over the age of 60 years old were the least likely to be metabolically healthy. But I don't wanna get on a science rant during this episode because I know y'all wanna know about weight loss. So I'm gonna share some things that I do when I decide to lose weight and some things I'm currently doing right now. Back in December, 2021, I had a DEXA scan done. Now I did this like a few days before Christmas. DEXA provides you with a pretty accurate reading of your body fat percentage, your lean body mass, and your skeletal muscle mass. My body fat at that time was about 19%. Surprisingly, this was the first time I had ever had a DEXA scan done. I always wanted to try it, but I just never made it happen until then. (laughs) Now, keep in mind that 19% body fat on a woman is lean. I am in the athlete range for body fat for women, which is usually between 14 and 20%. Now, this is not a range most people will fall and most people probably shouldn't fall in this range. So I do not want you all to go on listen to this episode and think you need to drop to these body fat levels. Most women need to be higher than 20% and probably closer to 25. Especially if you're wanting to have children. So for example, back before I got pregnant many years ago, I was really lean. Now I didn't have a DEXA scan done then, but I, I definitely was leaner then than I was back in December. When I told my doctor at that time that I may wanna get pregnant, she told me, well, you are gonna need to eat. <laughs> I mean, simply put, I was probably too lean to get pregnant. So I took her advice and I started to consume more food and I put some weight on, okay? Anywho, the DEXA scan, while not necessary for weight loss, the numbers have been helpful because it allowed me to see exactly where I am as I go into this cut. And what I'm gonna do is I'm going to take another scan or have another scan done after this cut, just so I can see where my numbers fall. Another thing I do is I track my meals. Now, this is what I do and it is crucial. There are numerous apps that you can put on your phone that will help you do this. I have been using the MyFitnessPal app for years, for example, but there are tons of apps that do this A lot of times people say, you know, I don't eat that much, but I'm not losing weight. I eat pretty good. And most of the time, these folks are not really tracking their food. These calories add up quickly and a lot more quickly than most of us think. And a lot of these folks, when they actually do start tracking their food and they see what they are actually consuming, they realize that they are consuming far more calories than they originally thought. Now, generally speaking, if you are relatively healthy, if you're in a calorie deficit, you will lose weight. So if you're not dropping weight and you are healthy, you may need to really take a close look at what you are consuming on a daily basis. When I'm not in a cut, I do not track my my calories and my macros. I mean, who wants to live like that? Understand that tracking is simply a tool, just like intermittent fasting is a tool, for example. So folks, I I don't want you to think that you have to track your meals for life. I also use a food scale to make sure that I'm accurately measuring the ounces of my food. Now, honestly, because I've been doing this for years, I have gotten to the point where I can eyeball a piece of chicken and tell whether it's four ounces or not. (laughs) But I do still use my scale, maybe not as frequently as I did when I started. But anytime I have any doubt, I, I go to the scale. So I would encourage you To invest in a food scale, you can get one from Amazon for probably about $20, if not less, and just, you know, have that as a tool that you can use whenever you feel like you need to measure your food or weigh your food to make sure you're staying on track. Of course, I exercise when I am trying to lose weight. I mean, I exercise when I'm not trying to lose weight. So basically that doesn't stop when I'm doing a cut. But understand, you do not have to exercise to lose weight. Nope. Remember, you need a calorie deficit to lose weight. And exercise will help with this, but it is not required. I see a lot of folks in the gym who work out day after day, month after month and they haven't lost a pound. Why? They're consuming too many calories. People think working out alone will lead to weight loss, and that's not true. For weight loss, 85% of it is what you eat. Now, I stress the importance of working out because, I mean, we need the cardiovascular benefits of it and all the numerous other health benefits of it. And it does help with weight loss. But also, once you drop the weight, you want to like what you see. You don't want to see a skinny body that lacks tone. Or, or maybe you do. <laughs> I mean, bottom line is, do work out. I encourage you to work out. But it is not required for weight loss. I constantly assess where I am during a cut. If I'm not dropping the weight like I should be, then I will assess and adjust my calories, my macros. If I'm losing too quickly, I will adjust. What worked for me 10 years ago, unfortunately, does not work for me today. For example, because I have to avoid gluten, some of the carbs I ate 10 years ago, I simply cannot eat today. I assess my mood. When I am hangry, I can be a bit moody. <laughs> now, I don't want to be unpleasant to those around me. So, if necessary, I will eat more food. Now, this might mean that I drop the weight at a slower pace, but that that's okay. That's okay. Keeping track of your food helps to see what works and what doesn't. Maybe you were bloated on day 12. Well, You can look back to see what you ate on that day and perhaps modify things. This is crucial to keep these records, right? During a cut, I do not eat out. Okay, at least I try not to eat out. I minimize the times that I eat out. I prepare probably 98% of all of my meals at home Because we simply don't know what folks in these restaurants are putting in the food. And if we don't know, we cannot accurately count the calories or the macros. Now, of course, there are times when I do eat out because I have an event to attend, for example. But I still do log what I eat. I do my best with it and I let it go. I don't stress over it. But I try to be generally aware of what I am eating. sometimes I do refeeds. A lot of people call this cheat meals. I call them refeeds now because really the goal should be to increase your calories for a meal while generally keeping the meal healthy. A lot of times with cheat meals, people think that that means you can eat whatever you want. Ice cream, cookies, French fries. Now, back in the day I used to do this. I would have a cheat meal on Saturday and eat whatever I wanted. But I don't do this anymore because sometimes if you do that, it makes it really hard to switch back into your diet the next day because the cravings, the bad cravings for the sugar and the salt or whatever it is that you crave have been triggered. Now this being said, sometimes you need to consume more calories at times during your diet. Sometimes if you diet too long, your body may begin to think it's starving. So, those calories that you were taking in before and you were getting weight loss at that same range of calories, you're no longer losing weight. Your metabolism starts to slow down and your body's like, look, I'm starving. So what happens is when people see they're not losing the weight, they reduce their calories even more (laughs) when what they really need to do is to increase their calories. Most people don't want to be on these yo-yo diets. So it's extremely important that you set reasonable weight loss goals. Doing a 900 calorie a day diet, for example, is is just way too aggressive in my opinion. Now, this may offend some of you, but if you want long-term weight loss, drinking some juice concoction for a couple weeks will probably not get you there. Yes, you'll lose weight, but you may not maintain the weight loss because you haven't learned how to eat. You cannot drink juice for the rest of your life. When you do extremes, you typically don't maintain. And not only do you typically not maintain, you may put on even more weight than you had on before. It is very important to be in the right mindset when you diet. This is about making a commitment to yourself. When going into any kind of weight loss program, you got to minimize the stress as much as you can because the stress can affect your ability to lose weight. And if you fall off, get back up. I mean, for me, it takes about two good weeks to really settle into a diet. I struggle those first two weeks. The hunger, you know, the cravings, it's rough. And if I mess up during those two weeks, okay, brush myself off and I I start over. So this was just some insight into what I do personally. Remember, what works for me may not work for you. Now, keep in mind, there's a lot more to this, including figuring out how many calories you should consume, for example. It takes time and commitment to learn your body and to figure out what works. So don't get frustrated. Just understand that it's a process. And if you need help, get help. Seek out the assistance of a nutritionist or a health coach like myself who can guide you through the process. I hope you found this episode helpful. If you have questions or show ideas, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email or a DM. Now, after I hit my weight loss, I may do a follow-up episode just to let you know where I am and where my numbers are and how I'm feeling and anything else I might want to share. Also, if you found this episode helpful or any of the Go Hard Chick podcast episodes, please leave a rating and review via Apple podcast or Spotify. It really helps me to continue on with the show. Thank you for listening. Go hard chicks. Take care.